Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey everyone, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. The podcast where we review all the Disney Channel original movies from A to Xenon. I am your host, Brandon Lamuto. I have a whole bunch of friends with me. You're all going to meet them now. James Letiri, our mixologist. Hello. Brennan Banta, our art director. Howdy, howdy. Ryan Metz, our sound engineer. Hi. And I just say stuff. How's everybody doing? Good. Great. A little chilly. Yeah, it's that time of year, isn't it? It sure is. Mm-hmm. Because this is our Christmas special. It's wow, magical. You guys, it's snowing. It's snowing in the studio. Oh, my God. Turn the weather machine off. We can't. It's broken. Oh, man. Um, yes. I'm cold. <laughs> this is our Christmas special, everybody. Um, it's very exciting. It's our first Christmas special. Mm. There's a whole bunch of Disney Christmas movies, so we'll be getting to a whole bunch over the years. What's everybody asking Santa for? A job. World, mm. world peace. I want a bike. I want more shitty decoms. I want Ooh. them to crank out like 10 next year, just so we have tons of material forever. You'll probably get that. I sure hope so. I mean, they've been going down in numbers lately, but that's, 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 what, I'm, that's what I'm rooting for. So Santa, if you're out there and you're not having phone sex with Mrs. Claus, please hear our cries. Yeah, please give us 10 new DCOMs and then world peace. <laughs> I will hear their cries. Yes. All righty. So... Order. This is our review of The Ultimate Christmas Present. Uh, it came out in the year 2000. Um, it is, we're gonna, we have so many things to say about this movie, but before we even get into that, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. And Ryan, what reason is that? It's because we drink, Brandon. We, oh, yes, yes, that is correct. We drink. And uh, every week, James, our mixologist, makes a wonderful drink. And this one, obviously, is Christmas-themed. James. Tell everybody about this beautiful, wonderful drink. Guys, I just got that name, Tipsy Panel. Oh, you didn't get it? Oh, no. dude, we're like nine episodes in. Oh, wow. Well, glad I'm I'm on this train now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's Christmas, you guys. What's the most Christmassy drink you could ever think of? Vomit. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the second most. <laughs> Eggnog? It's eggnog! Hey! Oh my gosh. So this is a uh, this is Alton Brown's eggnog recipe, and I've never made it before, and I'm usually not a fan of the uh, the the carton stuff, but uh, this one is, uh, I think it's pretty standard. It's two parts milk, one part cream, um, nutmeg, a little bit of cinnamon, uh, five eggs, and it's a whole process of like whipping the yolks and whipping the whites. And it's super frothy. It's like a milkshake because there's a bunch of egg whites in there. And then uh, obviously there's bourbon in there. And if there's not enough, we have a whole bottle of bourbon right here. Oh, wonderful. This just, is really good. It, it, I love the smell. I'm glad you like it. It smells really nice. It smells like bourbon balls. It's very yeah. good. So it's raw eggs. Are we all going to get salmonella? No, they're cooked. There is a raw egg recipe. That they say, like, just make it. But they were like, if you want to cook your eggs, bring them up to 160 degrees. So I for sure did that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. So Excellent. we're good. Glad to hear that. All right. Cheers, everybody. To Cheers. To the ultimate Christmas present. To it. To cooked eggs. Clink. Though I would just lay down and let the salmonella take me away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Text it's everybody goodbye. Now. Mm -hmm. it's, it's no in. more romaine lettuce. No more beef now. No more <laughs> no ground more beef. beef. Yeah, salmonella. Oh, my uh, God. We're getting whatever. rid of everything in a hangover burger. Take your chances. 
So let's talk about the ultimate Christmas present. Um, this at was actually the twelfth movie in the only year where they made where Disney made a different decom every month, which I think was really cool. They almost achieved that the next year, but they didn't. I don't know why. Oh well. Um, so yes, this movie came out in on December first, two thousand. Um, it's got, uh, I'll, I'll read you guys the synopsis. I wrote one, but then I found one on the Christmas specials fandom wiki, and it is way better than anything I could have ever come up with. So everybody enjoy this. Here we go. Two teenage girls, Sam Kwan and Allie Thompson, find a weather machine at a shack in the woods. After learning of its controls, they use it to make it snow in Los Angeles. It is fun for everybody who would affect it. <laughs> that's not true yeah that's it is not, not true but it turns out that the machine belongs to santa claus and he informs mrs claus about this to help him she sends crumpet and sparky two elves who look nothing like the traditional design they're really uh, really tall Mm-hmm. unfortunately a boring weatherman named edwin tries to figure out what's causing the strange weather and tracks it down to keep himself from getting fired by his boss mr martino I'm sorry, the word they used to describe Edwin was boring? Oh, yeah. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> he was very eccentric. Anything but, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, they made a good point to that to show that anytime he was on the TV, people would just be like, Ugh, and do something else. <laughs> I have to say, I would watch the news so much more if it was his weird avant-garde brand of news. Where it's just very long pauses and just <laughs> camera only on him. It's incredible. Did anybody else catch that his boss said, oh, I only keep you around because I'm married to your sister. And his sister is him in a wig. Yes. I wish he showed up like as his sister in a wig and just said, Edwin, stop causing the weather to be bad. <laughs> I'm your sister. Also, why were they in L.A., but that news director had a full Brooklyn accent? Yes. I was like, Edwin, you're so friggin' boring. <laughs> I noticed that, too. Well, well, guys, true or false, the ultimate Christmas present was filmed in Los Angeles. F false. false. Toronto. Oh, it close. Vancouver. Oh, that's the not Toronto close. No, you're West. right. It is actually about 3,000 miles away. But you were close in the fact that it's, it's the not right, America it's at the all. Right it's the right Canada. coast. So yeah. Mr. Martino also doesn't seem to have a first name because this diminutive little <laughs> bastard doesn't even call his brother-in-law by his first name in spite of the fact that he's his boss. He always calls him Mr. Martino. Well, his boss is a piece of shit. And I, I, I think whoever that actor was had too much fun just berating this guy who he probably only met like, you know, after they'd introduced, after, at a table read. You like, are dull. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, no, he had a lot of fun with that. Let's talk about the girls and yeah. their families. Yes. Um, Allie and Sam. Yeah. Yes. So there was a shot at the beginning that for 45 seconds, it was one take. And I was like, wow, am I watching Goodfellas? <laughs> was that <laughs> the cinematography? Was that the like the opening family shot? Yeah. Of mom um, On the cooking phone. the biggest turkey known to man. <laughs> like dinosaur turkey. Yeah, well, they're, that... they're all very busy in mm -hmm. the beginning. Yeah. So and it's mom, Allie, and little brother Joey. Yeah. All of whom have had various other, you know, Disney roles, except I guess Allie. Um, Didn't recognize her. But yeah, it's also Allie's mom is also Lizzie McGuire's mom. She actually did this before she was Lizzie McGuire's mom, oh. which is interesting. Well, she probably murdered her children and then started a new family because I would have. I, I think that's her. the move. It's true. 
Yeah, her kids kind of suck, don't mm. they? Joey alone would have been motive for many crimes. Okay, so I I, I got to be honest. Um, I was I was pretty drunk when I watched this movie, <laughs> and uh, I don't remember a single thing that Joey did. I know that he was there, but I can't tell you one word he said or one thing he did. Well, he had approximately forty computers. Oh, okay. And you would think with all those computers, you wouldn't be bugging everybody. But <laughs> he'd just be trolling news on the web. He demanded to see demanded to see his Christmas present. Yes. Like that a week Allie prior. got him thirty mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And it's like, God, you know, yeah. just wait. Demanding your sister to see what she got you. Yeah. It's like she's also a child. She's not gonna give you anything good. Children have no money. Mm-hmm. Wait, so then question, what did she get him? Did she get him anything? We don't know. Yeah, probably not. Find out. She, um, she is on the naughty list. He wanted a poster of, of the, the Laker, Laker girls. girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is just weird because he's eight. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. way too young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- he that wanted is funny. To the boy's too young. I do know that he won an award for this movie. Are you oh, serious? Yeah. Like a Young Critics' Choice Award for like supporting actor age 10 or under. The shittiest annoying kid on this small screen. Whatever this award ceremony was, he won. Um, uh, Hallie, uh, Hallie Hirsch won, who plays Allie, and Brenda Song won. They all won for their roles. Was it the most amazing Christmas movie oh, award award? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that okay. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Makes sense. Can't, yeah, yeah, even, can't even initial that out. You know, Die Hard won that, and then, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Home Alone 2 won that. So Allie and Brenda Song, mm-hmm. the two main characters, have a plan to get popular, which is to show up way too early to the cool kids party. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you get popular. So what they decide to do is ride their bikes home through the woods to take a shortcut. And that's when they come across this odd cabin in the woods. I'm sorry. Important question. Do they have woods in, in Los Angeles? I thought of that. Definitely not, yeah. and not coniferous ones, if we're being specific. <laughs> yeah, I, I have been there once, and I saw a lot of palm trees, and I saw a lot of traffic. Not woods that kids can get lost in, at least, so let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. It's like Echo Park. They're not going to get lost in Echo Park. And then Allie's like, let's steal this guy's trash. Yeah. Yeah, why? Why? No, no, she doesn't say anything. She just takes it. She's it just a happens. bad kid. She must be running with some kids besides Sam or Stephanie or whatever her name is, who yeah. are like bad kids. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, she is a member of the Los Angeles Naughty Girls, which is a direct <laughs> quote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that's the poster I want in my room. <laughs> She's like in the 200s on the naughty list, right? Or like the hundreds we find out later. I, don't, I mean, they found her within a day. Yeah, that's true. So here, okay, so, so you know, while we're talking about Santa and, and his elves, I do really like this portrayal of Santa. He, he, he's a regular guy. He's a, he's a man of science and technology, which I think is cool. We don't see him use any magic throughout this movie. Hmm. Like, he, he's, like, the things that happen all happen organically. Like, he fixes the weather machine. I mean, granted, there were just no batteries in it because he's a dumbass when but he, when he's at mary joe's house he teleports and we see him teleport oh shit you're right i forgot yeah. not only you're right not only do we see him teleport but we also i don't know if anybody caught this but in that like montage where they're all like interrogating naughty girls you see him just in the in on the side of the screen yes. like picking his fucking nose just yeah. standing there when you're not supposed to see him it i i if I had to guess, they filmed it in some different aspect ratio, but on a camera that would accommodate widescreen and then just never bothered to edit it. But it's really funny to just the idea that he's not supposed to be there and you just see him standing on the side of the screen. 
I didn't notice that, but I thought that maybe that just played into his role as like the secret agent and the interrogator because he, he wasn't a dopey, hapless Santa, mm-hmm. mostly. He was, you know, a little bit more slick. Yeah. Oh, and hey, he was I- like a good detective. He was like, that's a shoe. That's whatever shoe. I sold a thousand of those last Christmas. He was old mm-hmm. fashioned. He was poo pooing crumpet and sprinkles uh, <laughs> Excel sheets. And he was like, nah, man, I got the, the scroll here. We're just going <laughs> to. Look through each and every name. We're going analog. It worked for him. But also, I have a question about the fucking, I don't know, the Pontiac car or whatever they made. The SUV. Right, the Santa utility vehicle. Mm -hmm. So it took them at least three hours to get from the North Pole to L.A. with that thing because they said, oh, it's going to be at least another three hours. How how did they, how does Santa get around before that? I mean, I guess he used the reindeer. But if it takes over three hours just to get from the North Pole to L.A., how how is that an improvement? Santa's supposed to get to every house I mean, in 24 hours. Every house in every Christian, you know, God-fearing house in the world. I don't know. But those two elves made no sense because they wanted to modernize the North Pole and eliminate their jobs as toys makers. Yes. Ooh, yeah. yeah, they want to automate their own jobs. And like, this never comes up again. This was a very interesting B-plot. Yeah, it That was. was just a throwaway. They had a good, you know, rapport. And then they just never yeah. mentioned it again. So, Haha, they're tall. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the only two roles I know Bill Fagerbacky from mm-hmm. are, well, three. There's Patrick Starr which is, you know, animated character. But there's this, and there's Marshall's dad and How I Met Your Mother. So two of the three roles I know him in, he has those roles really just because he's tall. He is tall. I looked up, he's 6'6". And the other guy was even taller. Really? Yeah, he was the shorter of the two elves. Ryan, you could have had this role. How tall are you? I'm 6'6". Yeah, you should have been in this movie. What are you doing? Uh, Get out to Vancouver. It was the year 2000. I was an eight-year-old who was anticipating 9-11. But you weren't. You were probably (laughs) 6'6 at the time. Yeah, you probably were. Y2K and (laughs) 9-11. Yeah, I I foresaw it. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, All right. What else was going on in this movie? I have a fun fact. Um, The guy who played Santa, whose name was John B. Lowe. This was the first time he played Santa. And uh, he has been in seven Christmas movies since. Wow. Wow. That uh, kick-started his Santa career. Yeah, it really did. Interestingly, though, this was, in the, this was in 2000, and he never played the role of Santa again until, like, 2011. And it's all, like, Hallmark and Lifetime movies where it's, like, he's a normal person, but he's totally Santa. Except for one movie called Silent Night, which is uh, in in the series of Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, comedy horror films, which I had never heard of, but I think he's just in that. He's not Santa. He's John Below. That, yeah. (laughs) So he's like a young Santa in this one. He's like kind of cool. He like relates to kids. Kind of cool. His nickname is Papa. His nickname's (laughs) Papa. Mama. He has like him and Mrs. Claus are like still very clearly sexually active. Oh, yeah. They're so weird when they're (laughs) discussing each other. Mama and Papa. Is that what they call each other? Yeah. Yeah. And they kiss him on the phone. Yeah. And they both like smirk about it, too. You can tell it's like. Oh, those are definitely sexy pet names. Mm hmm. What do you think their safe word is? Uh, <laughs> Stockings. <laughs> Stockings? Bows. Bows. Hanukkah. I think it's <laughs> um, Dasher. That's Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I like that. 
Anywho, um, so the girl, <laughs> so the girls find Santa's weather machine, thinking it's a cool piece of something, and they steal it, or and Allie then, steals and it, and then Allie mm-hmm. steals it because she's a Los Angeles naughty girl, TM. and then they try to turn it on inside of her room and cause an earthquake. Is earthquake yeah. a weather condition? Yeah, I, I don't. Sure, know. but also. Why is that a setting on the machine? Why does Santa <laughs> need to cause an earthquake? In case he doesn't want to deliver presents to Mexico City. <laughs> <laughs> he like like that's that is creating a world where Santa's like, you know what would help right now? An earthquake. Oh, oh, oh. Well, because he's behind schedule because it took him three hours to get from it's the North Pole to, to LA. All your water boss. pipes burst. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Now, Brandon, that's totally it. This isn't just a weather machine. It's, it's a like sex a, toy. Yes, it's an environmental disaster oh, sex role playing machine. That's why it's shaped that way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a butt plug. It's For a big old butt plug. Those who have never seen it, if you cross a Furby with a bomb, that's what this thing looks like. That's, That's very what the accurate. ultimate Christmas present is. <laughs> On the subject of burst pipes, um, Ruben mentions burst pipes, and I love his character too. Because yes. when, when the earthquake happens, he immediately dives under the table. He's like, "Get some canned goods. Get some flashlights." Ruben is the uh, the the catering assistant, right? Mom's assistant. Uh huh. Yeah, and he's a great character because he's just comic relief. He is. I yeah. loved him. He like is sassy with actual customers on the phone. He's like, <laughs> she was gonna cancel anyway. And the mom's like, you crazy, oh, Ruben. Yeah, <laughs> let me walk away in my leather duster. So I guess he's he's her only employee because we only see the two of them. But she's got five events in two days. Is she are they personally going to all of them? Also, she is catering from her home. Is that legal? Ooh, like, no, ooh. you know what? I, I I I know for a fact because my mom is a baker. That um, you you should have a a some sort of kitchen space. Yeah, you you can't just do it out of the home. No. Hi, mom. <laughs> um. Oh, so I know that it's a you know a standard for every Christmas movie that everyone has to love snow. As soon as it starts snowing, everybody is happy. It's the best thing in the world. As an adult, I know that. A woman who has to plan five events over the course of 48 hours would fucking hate that it started snowing. Yeah, whose husband is gone and and who only has the kids to help her shovel. And the Well, to be fair, the husband's only role in the movie is to make sure that people walk instead of running. He doesn't really do anything else. Except be absent. Yes, that's his role. Be in San Francisco. (laughs) He's just the dad who they want to come home. That's the only reason they they needed to pay this actor. Yeah. So when he does finally come home at the end, so I, I mean, I so j- just just to be clear to everybody, you know, the whole thing is so, you know, they they cause a snowstorm because they think it would be great to you know have a snow day because but, she doesn't want to write her paper. Yeah, yeah her five page single space paper. That's creative a long writer. paper. Creative what kind of paper. teacher assigns a single space paper? You got to write notes in those margins. It's creative writing, guys. All, all she needed to do was write like Shakespeare was flipping burgers and it was cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean she basically wrote it in the class, which is good for her. She called it a tale of two pickles. <laughs> Did she really? I <laughs> yeah. missed that. The only bit of good writing in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, while while we're while we're in the school, forget what I was saying. Forget about that. I was talking about the end. Let's let's stick with you know. Start with the first act. While she's in the school, she's, you know, pining over, I guess, you know, the, the, the sweetheart of the middle Blake. school. Who, who is just 
the the dweebiest looking kid. He looks like oh a beaver. My God. And he looks like he's about seven years old, too. And they yeah. are 13 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, this kid looks like half their age. I but, don't know why he is the object of, of their affection. That's perverted. Well, because he has the universal sign for a cool kid in a Disney movie, he has a friend on either side of him. Mm. He just has two friends with him at all times who are just sort of cronies, like Crab and Goyle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And or, he's a party boy. Yeah, he is a party boy. He's having a party on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's cool. And Mm -hmm. they're like, my mom's not going to let me go. It's Christmas Day. Not only only is he having a party on Christmas Day, but um, Joey has a basketball tournament on Christmas Day. Who's scheduling these things? The L.A. Jews. (laughs) I guess the whole city is just run by the Jews. Maybe maybe that's one of the sub points that I'm definitely reading too far into this, and no kid (laughs) would ever get this. Maybe that's one of the subpoints. is that, oh, this is a world that's lost Christmas. They've lost the meaning and how special it is. It's supposed to be family, which actually is. That's like the big lesson. Yes. So, really? Because I thought the lesson was don't throw shit in the trash that you actually want to throw away. Yeah. Mm. Or like check, Santa. check the batteries. That's, that's <laughs> another. Oh, my yeah. God. Don't use the Ikea batteries. Use Duracell. So that's one thing that, one thing, that is a <laughs> thing that bothered me about this movie. So Santa, the reason couple things the reason that the weather machine is malfunctioning and causing earthquakes and snow that they can't stop is it's running out of batteries that's so it's working work. overtime that's not how batteries work and two <laughs> santa says he uses his like santa batteries that power it for a hundred years merry cell merry cell mm. so santa is so not secretive about his existence in this movie he uses magic batteries that if any kid opens it up, they're going to go, what the hell are these? My Furby has been working for a hundred years <laughs> and I'm very old. <laughs> and he's revealing himself to the LA Naughty Girls list, like yeah, confronting them face to face and being using their names and saying, did you take my weather machine? I'm Santa. <laughs> I have two elves that are tall. But don't, s- But don't mention this. We saw what happened to Mary Jo. Mary Jo's mom was like, who are you talking to, Mary Jo? And she was like, it was Santa. She was like, I don't believe you. You're punished. Yo, Santa damaged Mary Jo's relationship with her mother. She's like, what do I, what did I tell you about Fibbin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my mom uh, <laughs> impression. You're going to make a great sassy mom one day, Brennan. <laughs> Maybe that's why, is because even the parents of the L.A. Naughty Girls don't trust the L.A. Naughty Girls. Mm. Why would the parents of the L.A. Group. Naughty Girls trust the L.A. Naughty Girls? It's true. They broke the reason they have. They're naughty. By eating candy and throwing snowballs. <laughs> Guys, I have a new uh, a new Christmas wish. I want a t-shirt that says L.A. Naughty Girls on it. Hmm. Nice. And it's going to be With pink. like a picture of the L.A. riots accompanying <gasps> Ooh, it. Oh, Ooh, yes. <laughs> Can it have... <laughs> Can I, I want one of those too. Yeah, I was thinking more of just like you know, a, like the Bratz logo, but maybe yours is well, better. It could be the Bratz font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bratz font with the LA riots on it. Okay, yep. shouts Can out it, to Reggie Denny. <laughs> Can it be the poster of this movie? It it would be better. Oh yes. Oh, let's the talk about the poster. Of, the poster of this movie. What my theory is that they I, didn't have a poster. The night before they had mm. to, you know, advertise this movie and they were like, ah, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? They're all drunk off eggnog. And one of them was like, all right, we have this promo photo of of the two main characters looking and smiling. And we have this picture of Santa. Let's just put him inside an asshole and have him looking down on them. And that's <laughs> what they did. 
I think Joey made it on one of his 50 computers. Oh. Also very likely. On Microsoft Paint. (laughs) I miss Microsoft Paint. It is a chunky asterisk butthole that Santa (laughs) is peering down onto these children. It's his his eyes, nose, and mouth. Nothing else. It is so zoomed in. It's so, yeah, it's so intrusive. Speaking of Santa's face, he had the worst makeup in this movie. He was orange. Yeah, he was. was well, he was in LA. He had yeah. spent the summer in LA like if Actually no, it was winter. It was Christmas time. He should have been back by then. Well, but to be fair, if you live in uh if you live in the North Pole for, you know, 11 months out of the year, you go to your summer house in LA, you're going to get real orange real fast. It's true. Why was he fixing the weather machine in Los Angeles? What was he planning on doing? I don't think that was ever really discussed. He wanted to slow the city down a little bit so people would... Earthquake. He he was planning (laughs) an earthquake. He was was planning to destroy the city. The big one. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Santa was finally going to just split the San Andreas Fault in two. And uh, yeah, that was going to be it. He wouldn't have to go to California anymore. It would save him a lot of time. Mm. Thanks. he, He says, in all seriousness, he does say... It's the first mention of the ultimate Christmas present. The ultimate Christmas gift is to give people a gentle white Christmas everywhere, Mm. even in Southern California. I like the earthquake theory better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. The Santa Andreas fault. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. So the elves and Santa finally meet up with Allie and Brenda Song. I don't know her name. Oh, uh, Sam. 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 Allie and Sam. And... First of all, don't the parents walk in on this like little reunion and the mom, Lizzie McGuire's mom, and she's like unmoved that her daughter knows these three very tall men? Well, I know that uh, what's his name sees it. Joey definitely sees it. And there's like, this is Santa. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. And then Santa's like, I'll prove I'm Santa. Sam, your big secret is that you like to dance to Ricky Martin. Allie, your big secret is that you're stressed out because your family isn't together and probably will never be again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what Sam's demons are. Well, Sam's demon is that she lost her father. Who loved Christmas. Oh, yeah. Who loved loved Christmas. Christmas. Oh, my God. I actually, I now remember, I rewound the movie just so I can hear hear Allie say again, like, can you imagine not having your father at Christmas? And she's like, "Uh, yeah, kind of. And then the music shifts, and you go, oh, shit. Yeah, remember mm-hmm. how you're my best friend, and this really big life event happened to me? Allie really is an L.A. Naughty girl. Yeah, she's one of the worst Disney Channel original movie characters that we've seen so far. Yeah, she's, she's got no bad. empathy. And this- I'd, like to, sorry, I'd like to point out that at the end of the movie... Allie gets one Christmas wish from Santa, and she doesn't use it so her friend can have a nice Christmas. Mm, yeah. She uses huh. it selfishly. That her is, friend is sad. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's true. Sam she, doesn't really get much in this movie. No, she gets nothing. Her mom has to go to the hospital in the snowstorm. Yeah. Yeah, she does. It's a shame because Sam deserves everything. Sam is is the, re- the redeemable character in this movie. Mm-hmm. She, you know, deserves all the glory. But instead, she, you know, all of her, all of her, you know, logic and reasoning falls on deaf ears whenever she's like, don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah, what was the point of that? What were these writers thinking? I have no idea. They were probably thinking that ah, nobody cares about this girl anyway. Well, they were wrong because Brenda's song ha- is the in this. How do I phrase this? Brenda's song is the, the number two for starring in most Disney Channel original movies and has one of the longest running um characters throughout disney show 
careers. Oh my god. Yeah, that's London Tipton in the in the sweet life of Zach and Cody shows because that show went on for a long time and uh then they did like a movie and everything, and she was in all of them. But yes, Brenda Who Song was is in number one. Who has been in the most movies? That's a great question. So Brenda Song has been in five movies. Let me see if I can name them all off the top of my head. It's oh, The Ultimate God. Christmas Present, uh, wow. Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, uh, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody Movie, um, Get a Clue, and oh, I couldn't get the last one. What is the last one? Um, I'll find it online. But the one who's been in the most is Raven Simone. Oh. She's been in six because she has two franchises. She has the Xenon trilogy and she has the Cheetah Girls trilogy. I can't wait. And I don't it. think she's a star in the, the last Cheetah Girls movie, but she, she definitely shows up. Wow. And this is fascinating. I can't wait for these names to make sense someday. <laughs> Brenda Song is dating another famous Christmas boy, Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. How great is that? Yeah. So great. Actually, I, I just um, the, I, I read about a movie that they're doing together. It's uh, it's Seth Green's direct major film directorial debut called Changeland, and it is just a it is a '90s reunion. It stars both of them, uh, Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin, uh, Brecken Meyer, and Seth Green, and um, is that like Urban Meyer? It's the same thing. They're brothers. <laughs> no um, retirement, Urban Meyer. <laughs> I only know Brecken Meyer Get from Rat Race, but I think he did other things. Probably. And on the phone, we have Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay, thank you for joining us. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> wow, so glad that we got Macaulay Culkin on the show. Yeah, that's my name. <laughs> I really liked being in movies when I was a kid. Wasn't I cute? <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, Macaulay. Thanks for joining us, Macaulay Culkin. Oh, so glad wow, cool that guy. he was here. Yeah, what a nice... He sounded... Yeah, he was... His number beautiful. is 481. <laughs> Oh, stu Stuck in the Suburbs. That was the other movie. Yeah. Stuck in the Suburbs was the fifth uh, Disney Channel original movie that Brenda Song was in. Very delayed, but I was distracted because Macaulay Culkin was here. What a nice guy. Bye, Macaulay. <laughs> what a nice Say guy. Say hi to Wacko Jacko for us. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened in this movie? So um, Edwin comes to find the weather machine because he wants to control the weather, so he's good at his job because then he'll always know when it's going to snow. He's got the easiest job, though. He's a weatherman in Los Angeles. It's like yeah. 82 and sunny every single day. No yeah. wonder it's so boring for him. But yeah, isn't that the thorn in his side? Because at the end of the movie, he gets sent to Antarctica. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, it's always going to snow there. Like he needs to go. He needs to go to Denver, where it's like mm -hmm. every day something different. Or New York. But he seemed super happy about Antarctica, which I was, you know, kind he was, of upset about because he shouldn't have gotten a happy ending. He committed many crimes. You're he right. Yeah, he led Santa and the elves and all these characters on a snowmobile chase. That he he stole that snowmobile yes. too and he wrecked was, it. Yeah. yeah, and contaminated a a giant vat of chocolate. And mm -hmm. the bulk cotton candy, yeah. yeah, at the cotton candy, the the candy. Factory. I'm just glad he's with his other bow tie wearing friends. <laughs> yeah, so that's the catch: is that they're going to make a sequel, and it's going to be about the hell equivalent of Christmas, and he's in hell because he's with all those other dweebs who are going to make his life hell. What a stereotype, though, that all dweebs wear bow ties. I mean, it's true, but what a stereotype. I'm a dweeb, and I used to wear a bow tie. Well, then you used to be a dweeb. You've graduated. I'm still a dweeb. <laughs> this movie rips on weathermen so hard. Mm -hmm. Also, Edwin has a very odd habit, which comes up three times, of grabbing something, holding on to it for a really long time, and then just throwing it away. Lampshade. Whatever. A flower. 
something else. That's an odd gimmick to have. Yeah. He also has a Bunsen burner lab in the news station that he works yep. so that he can <laughs> test weather. So I, he can put <laughs> s- snow into blue liquid. Into blue and liquid and then stare <laughs> at it for a while and then just look away. If there are any chemists out there that know what he was trying to do, if anything, please tell us because that was... I can't I, wait to hear if any chemists respond, first of all, and what they could possibly say. Yeah, first of all, thank you for listening to the show. There isn't a big overlap of chemists and people who watch Disney Channel original movies. You don't know that. I don't it's know true. that, but I, I'm. I, it's conjecture, we'll sure. We'll find out when we get to Xenon. Yes, absolutely. I assume there's chemistry. I, I, I did do... The the bare minimum research on this though, and found out that the the last snowfall that he mentions, it actually was in the year that he said, uh, which Are was you like January. Yeah, January of nineteen forty nine. Wow. That was, I don't know if that's still true in twenty eighteen, but as of the year two thousand, nineteen forty nine was the last time that there was snowfall cool. in L A. Wow. Yeah, so wow. He he was correct about that. Somebody who wrote this did care about that detail. So we actually learned something watching this movie. Oh boy! Shit! It finally happened. Mm. <laughs> it's educational. No. Did anybody else wish that the weather machine, you know, was like a fun, quirky little character? Like yes. said things like yeah. "engaging earthquake now." Beep yeah. boop. That's oh man! Can we do a re uh, re release of this movie with you voicing the weather machine? Yes, I I am I am in a hundred percent. Let's get Bob Iger on the phone. I, okay. I assume Bob Iger directly calls for every Disney Channel original movie to be made. Brennan and I know Bob Iger because yeah. we attended Ithaca College the same way Bob Iger did. Oh yes, yeah, so well, you guys are basically best friends. We yeah. got one speed dial. You were uh-huh. all in the same acapella group. I don't know. What do you think? Should we call Bob? Well, Bob calls me all the time. Oh. I see a 607 number and I do not answer. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Um, he wants to sell I, Cutco knives. <laughs> they, To your point, Brendan, they had a voice actor on set that easily could have done a dopey voice for the weather machine. Because SpongeBob came out in 99 and if this movie was 2000, oh. you yeah. would think that those things kind of overlapped when they were recording. Them. Yeah, Bill, what's his last name? Figurebacky. Figurebacky. Yeah, Bill Figurebacky totally could have done it. But imagine, oh yeah, and you're you're right. You know, so he had just coasted off of that fame of Patrick Starr. It would have been great to have him do something, but he didn't. Oh well. Rest in peace, Stephen Hillenburg. Oh, oh, dude, you make me sad again. I'm sorry. Let's go back to talking about the Christmas movie. Yeah. R.I.P. Steve. What else happened in this? Well, I'd just like to point out before we move off the topic of the weather dork that um, mom was very hospitable when he showed up randomly during a blizzard when she's got five events that haven't been canceled yet. She's like, do you want some coffee? Do you want some pie? Do you want... He's just roaming around their living room for, in movie time, almost five minutes. If just sh- <laughs> so creepy. Like, in any other movie, he would have then attacked her and like mm-hmm. maybe been a serial killer. Yeah. If the shitty weatherman shows up at my house and says, you've won a contest, I'd say, that's all right. I pass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was like, you've won an afternoon with me. And she was oh. like, who are you? <laughs> Here's my favorite thing about how he got there. So he was trying to triangulate where the storm was coming from. And I assume that, you know, his, his technology is capable of doing that. That seems to make sense. But why is his technology capable of giving an address of a house? I thought Be- the same thing. No meteorological event ever has originated at an address of a house. So why did they- Central Avenue. That's the center of this storm. <laughs> Especially in 2000s when GPS was 
not widely available and also not nearly as good as it is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is no possible way that could happen. Ugh. I just love punching holes in the plots of hastily made movies. Don't you guys? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, ooh, here's a fun fact. Do you guys know who directed this movie? Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> How'd you know? He had directed another Disney Channel original movie um, not long before, a couple years prior. Not LeVar Burton. No. Oh, no. It was uh, not LeVar Burton who okay. did Smart House. Oof. It was... Figure backy. It was not him. It was Figure Greg Beeman who directed Brink. Oh. Oh, okay. I like to think cool. that her really wanting the rollerblades was a little nod or a little, oh. you know, Easter egg that they threw in there. <laughs> that Greg Beeman's really into rollerblading and won't let it die. He's got a rollerblading fetish. Oh, oh, oh no! Uh. He should talk to Mama Claus about that. Oh, no, <laughs> none about. No, no. He also directed Miracle in Lane Two, which is that Frankie Muniz, um, a paraplegic drag racing movie or something. What I don't the know. fuck? It's like I, I he's some sort of he's some sort of you know kid who's disabled in some way. I don't know whether it's physical or mental or just emotional. I haven't seen it, but he he enters like a boxcar derby. Um, ends up being all too true for of uh, you know a description of Frankie Muniz yeah. because now he's what an F one racer with terrible memory problems. Duh. Yeah, doesn't remember Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, I feel Whoa, bad. Really? Yeah. yeah, I don't know this. He's Brian just... Cranston will tell him stories, and he'll be like, "Wow, that's cool. I don't remember it." Frankie Muniz has just had so many concussions. Oh, I guess he's got CTE or something from drag racing. No, from oh. I guess maybe I don't know from having a soft skull. <laughs> he's just Frankie Soft Skull. His brain Muniz. got a lot of bruises. It's and all now it's from... permanent. <laughs> it's all from filming Big Fat Liar. <laughs> Paul Giamatti <laughs> kept dropping bowling balls <laughs> on his head. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, he's committed to his craft. He he really stayed in there for all 18 takes of that. A true method actor. <laughs> so I really feel like there's not much substance to this movie at all. It was it's very just, no. short. It's a series of small gags, basically, and, and silly slapstick jokes. Like the, the weatherman got tarred and feathered. Yeah, he did. You and know, that's his only consequence of his of his terrible actions. And. And other stuff like the the rhombus cube joke. Did any of you catch that? The um, oh right, that was where a he's... part of the weather machine. Yeah, I did notice that. It's just uh, I don't you know, think I don't think that's a thing. It's a series of of bad jokes. I mean, uh, well, if we're gonna get mathematical, a rhombus is a two dimensional shape where all the sides are the same length. A cube is a three dimensional shape where all the sides are the same length. So rhombus cube, as far as I know, means jack shit. It just means cube. I, yeah. Right? I guess so, yeah. Because the, the, you could say that all the faces of a cube are a rhombus. This has been Math Corner yeah. on the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Join us next time, and we'll talk about the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> <laughs> the one joke I did enjoy is when the elves were flying the SUV, and he said, what direction are we going? And he goes, we're going east. He goes, what? No, we need to go south. And he goes, well, that's what this gauge says. Oh, it's the fuel gauge. I went, ah, I get it. And then <laughs> yeah. they fall down and then because they... it's empty. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Very bad. So kinda I kind of wish... This movie. Yeah, oh yeah. I wish that Edwin got sent to Santa jail, whatever that may be, because he committed many crimes against Santa. And what do you guys think happens in Santa jail? 
You got to eat candy canes a lot because I hate candy canes. So yeah, that's I don't what like... I think should happen in Santa Jail. Yeah, you're forced to test all the Tickle Me Elmos at full volume <laughs> forever oh, and one. ever and ever. Oh, man. And you're surrounded by Christmas trees that are playing off-key versions of generic Christmas songs at different intervals. Yeah. Ooh, like Dominic the Donkey, my least favorite Christmas song. I think you have a fully made Lego piece, and you have to break it apart until they're all individual. Nice. Yeah, like nice. they come fully made. Wow. And then you step on all of them. And then you have to step <gasps> on all of them. And then you have to smoke three packs of cigarettes in just <laughs> one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> in case all of that wasn't enough, you also get lung cancer. <laughs> oh, God. I think that. Do we have anything else to say? Not really. No. There, it was uh, it's 80 it, minutes. It's so a, even they knew it was a piece of crap. Because oh, yeah. It was so short. It's, it's a very just, you know base level christmas movie of just snow is good christmas is nice santa's cool and family is good the only reason you should watch this movie is if you're a huge fan of seeing actors in like their first roles yeah because you have brenda song you have hannah's dad from girls you have lizzie mcguire you have a famous basketball player i don't know yeah Maybe others. I, that's that's that, that covers ba- all the bases. There's only like eight actors in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> must have been cheap to make. Oh, de- they all are. That's you know that's yeah. The thing. How much do you think? I really for one of don't know. I I wish there was more information on that. I want to know so badly. Actually, what I do want to know is the the snow. Was this real snow, or did they they must have made this snow, right? Yeah, it's always it's always yeah. fake snow in those movies. So I did have a brief stint working in television production, but unfortunately, I don't know how they made snow. I know how they make rain, but I assume snow is pretty much just the same thing. Could it have been the same way they make snow for ski resorts? That's I mean, what I was I, it looked pretty real. It's it's like a it's not real snow. It's like a plastic that you add like water to, and it like fluffs up so that because real snow would melt. But like, if you want like snow on people's shoulders, or like, you have to make snow that doesn't melt. So it's like right. basically so, dandruff. So does that mean when they were all holding out their tongues trying to catch one, they're actually just catching plastic in yeah, their mouth? Yeah, it's like gross. Yay! Yeah, I, the only reason I remember that is because I remember one of the prizes in elementary school of a scholastic book fair. If oh. you sold a bunch of stuff or like one of those things, was like if you sell fifty dollars, you get a container of fake snow and <laughs> you can reuse it. And I was like. I want that so bad. God damn it, I want it. I remember I was never allowed to go door to door selling stuff. And in retrospect, I'm so glad that my parents didn't, you know, encourage me to do that. But, you know, I really wanted to as a kid just go like, hey, wanna buy books? Wanna buy magazine subscriptions? You wanted those dumb, dumb prizes so bad. I wanted that thing that shoots air at people. I was just thinking of that. Those things were great. I remember at in uh, in middle school they showed a demonstration of that one thing and everyone in the assembly is just like oh cool I'm gonna sell magazines to old people. Did anyone ever sell any? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know one person that did. Probably not. I imagine Scholastic didn't really make a lot of money off of that. Yeah, and all those kids kept getting going missing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're clearly not talking about the movie anymore. I would lo- I would rant with you guys all day, but we got a podcast to wrap up, and I know our listeners would, you know. Can, is there anything else we can add about this movie? Um, I don't know. Let me let me let me look through my things. Um, Edwin is awful. What happens in Santa Jail? Um, oh, what would be 
remember when they were doing the the call in the elf call in thing? What's what's a better way to oh, describe that? You mean the, the hotline, Santa the hotline? Santa hotline? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the elves were basically trying to create themselves out of a job, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So it, they were there was an it was a hotline, a Christmas hotline. What was even the well, I, well, I imagine they were trying to, you know, leverage for managerial positions, <laughs> even though it's clear that, you know, neither of the clauses really trust them to get much done. But yeah, they're not even the top elves. They always go, where are the other two? Yeah, but they are very innovative, though. Like yeah. they, they made they created a new sleigh. Like, I think that yeah. was, you know, pretty cool in and of itself, even though it did take hours for them to get to L.A. The elves are kind of cultish, aren't they? You know, How just so? like elves in general. Oh, I don't know, because yeah. they all live in this one place and work together for the greater good. And they mm-hmm. have a master or a head. Yeah, that is kind of Santa. a cult. You're right, mm-hmm. actually. So what would their little cultish hotline, what kind of calls would they be getting on the on the Christmas hot? All right, all right, all right. Let's find out. Um, here, I'll be the uh, I'll be the operator. Ring, 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 oh. ring. Hello, Santa hotline. Uh, hey, hey uh, it's Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I just really, really want to meet Brenda Song. Oh, well, I can make that happen for you. I hear Seth Green is directing a movie. Oh, cool. I'll meet her before that, and then maybe we'll get married on set. <laughs> okay, thanks, Santa. You're welcome. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, Santa Hotline. This is Tingle. How can I help you? <clears throat> Hi, I have a 20-pound uh, turkey here. How long should I put it in the microwave for? Oh, well, we actually recommend you don't do that. Uh, okay, thanks. <laughs> I don't understand why you're calling a hotline with this <laughs> for this information. I, I thought this was the Butterball <laughs> Thanksgiving turkey hotline. I'm sorry. Mm, no, no, you want five one three four. We're we're five one three six. Hello, hello, sir, sir, hello. Oh, we lost him. I feel like the hotline would just get a lot of requests for sex toys. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, Santa Hotline. I uh, know it's your turn. Uh, oh, oh, so I'm, I'm okay. Well, well, this has Santa Hotline. Um, hi, yes. I saw an advertisement for the brand new uh, Hitachi massager, and I would really like one for my dungeon. Oh, the wand! It's Mrs. Claus's favorite. You want one of those? Mm, yes, that one. If you could send me hers, that would be <laughs> ideal. No but... problem, Horatio. We'll <laughs> we'll get one out to you right now. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, we're not getting any presents this year. <laughs> yeah, we're we're sick individuals. Santa's gonna give us an earthquake. All right. Well, I think that about does it. That's everything. Let's rate this movie. Somebody, please go. <laughs> I'm giving it a big thumbs down. I, I couldn't even like it ironically. It was it wasn't good. I agree. This movie makes me sad and it's a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, dislike, thumbs down. I'm exhausted. Boring. <laughs> looking at it. I, I wanted to give this movie a thumbs up because I remember enjoying it as a as a dumb, big, stupid idiot child, but no, <laughs> uh, the one okay, the one thing I do really like is the portrayal of Santa as a man of science and a man who gets things done by his in- intelligence and and scheming and planning. He's a fucking pervert. The Los Angeles naughty girl list solidified that for me. Okay, yeah, good and, point. And the more we repeated it, the more I was like, all right, this Santa Claus is a child molester. Santa Claus is canceled. <laughs> thumbs down. Oh man. All right. Another unanimous thumbs down. Do we give this one an award? Is this 
like a contender for the Pink Sharpie or even another award? I guess so. Well, we got to come up with some other name for it because the Pink Sharpie was, you know, specific to Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Yeah. Um, how about the Christmas Kisses? And then we can play the Christmas Kisses song, which is our real song. Oh, that's a song. Oh, uh, we'll cut it yes. in. Oh, perfect. Okay, yes. Everyone, so you'll, you'll hear the Christmas song, Chris Kisses song. All right. Um, I guess that's just about everything. We're all done, yes? Good night, Santa Claus. Good night, Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Good night, Walt Disney. Uh, well, hold on. Well, we got to do the sign off. Well, we got to, you know, we got to plug ourselves first. We got to oh, plug yeah, our social media because Twitter. we are the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can find us on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can find us on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Spotify. And hopefully we will be in plenty of other places in the future for all of your listening desires. JC, call me about Tidal. Mm-hmm. My number is 718-718-7181. <laughs> That's our show, everybody. Good night. See us next in two weeks, and we will have another episode for you. Bye-bye. See ya. Night, Brenda. Go to bed. Tune in to the next episode of the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, where we'll discuss Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, with special guest Zoe Vock.